0: This is a production of the Gold Arrow Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Gold Arrow Camp Podcast, a podcast for friends of Gold Arrow Camp. Throughout the year, we join you to bring your day some of what makes Gold Arrow special. Our goal is to help you have fun, make friends, and grow throughout the year, not just when you're at GAC. Since we can't get together in real life, we gather here, around the virtual campfire. We have some of your favorite parts of morning assembly, We also have interviews with experienced campers and some of your favorite counselors. We know it's a lot of fun and we're glad you joined us. This is episode 54. We have a second generation staff member on the show. It's Dobby. Today I have Dobby on the show. Dobby has a really great history with camp. In fact, her dad worked at camp. He was a GC back in the Manny Vizi era. She grew up coming to a cabin by Willow on Huntington Lake. She was at a GAC meal when she was six months old. She was a GAC camper growing up. And then she came back while she was in college and worked for us as a GC. I really loved talking to Dobby about making memories at camp and what that looks like and has looked like for her. She and I also discovered that we have a shared memory from camp that we didn't know we were both at. So that was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy this chat as much as I did. Here she is. It's Dobby. Oh, welcome to the podcast. Dobby. Dobby, what's up?
1: Hey, soy.
0: So for those people who might be confused, might think that I have pulled in um, a house elf, maybe perhaps someone who uh, has been making delightful food for us in the kitchen. Uh, could you disabuse them of that kind of idea and let them know kind of who you are, what you studied in school, what you're doing now, and kind of what you do for camp?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, my name's Dobby. I am a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I studied at Arizona State University and I majored in exercise and wellness. Right now, I'm working for a nonprofit going to schools in underserved communities and doing after-school programs for girls, getting them active in sports and just showing them that people care about them.
0: That sounds awesome. At camp, you were a group counselor. Yes. So as a group counselor, kind of what's your main focus day in and day out?
1: My main focus is to make sure that my campers are having a great time they're treating each other right just making sure that our cabin turns into this little family over the next two weeks that we have together
0: what kind of things from being a gc have you taken to this new job you're working at working kind of with girls and kind of after school program stuff like what what bleeds over into that
1: Probably the constant energy that I had at camp. You really have to bring it to whatever job. And lucky for me, I get to be this crazy adult on the playground playing games with the girls. So it's not too different from GAC. And I get to fill buckets. That's awesome.
0: So so really, you're taking a tiny chunk of camp to the end of the school day every day is what you're telling me.
1: Of course, yeah.
0: So you found a really good gig because that's, I think we'd all like to do that. This is, or was, I suppose, summer number eight for you. I I looked back, (laughs) I looked back through our records, and I think your first summer was 2005. Does that sound right to you?
1: Yes, that sounds about right. And my last year as a camper was 2010,
0: 2011. So, one of the two. I think one of the things that happens when when you're at camp for a long time is the changes seem small and so you don't, it doesn't seem like it ever changes, but people who come back after they've been away are like, oh, everything has changed. The place is the same and the cabins are the same, but lots of things change. So what kind of changes did you see take place since 2005?
1: My goodness, so much has changed physically (laughs) about the camp. Sure, The horses aren't. (laughs) right in smack in the middle of camp where we all get a big whiff of them.
0: It's a a big benefit to move the horses. Uh, (laughs) We smell much less agricultural now.
1: I think a change that I really liked was implementing the wows. Sure. I don't think we had that. I think we had random announcements at the end of morning assembly. We did. That people could just scream out if they were called on. But I really enjoy the wows because... It lets people know that, hey, you're doing something awesome and people see that.
0: Yeah, I think it's a a really beneficial change to both read some wows at morning assembly, but also we put that wow board up by the dining porch. So when you're going in to get breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you can see the wows. And we don't read all of them. We read like kind of Cheerio picks some, but you can read all of them if you want to. And I think it's really cool when somebody writes you a wow that other people see that. And sometimes people will say something to me about a wow before I even read it and I'm like, what, okay, (laughs) cool. And then you see it and it kind of warms your whole day up.
1: Camp is just a great place where some things may not go always as planned. Like we have weather, we have different activities that may or may not be your favorite, (laughs) but those were always like the best stories I had from being a camper. Like the times I didn't go as right, I remember waking up on Shaver Island in rain and Homer was like, you guys can move or you guys can sleep in the rain. Let's move over to the tent.
0: (laughs) Do you remember waking up in the rain at Shaver? Do you remember like getting picked up that same morning? Is it that time that it rained on the island? Yes.
1: That was that time. I say,
0: I remember being on the other side of that and waking up at camp and it was raining. And my very first thought was, Oh, we have to figure out Shaver. Because the rain wasn't expected. It's one thing when we know yeah. it's going to rain and we can we can kind of set up beds underneath the dining kind of tent at Shaver and you know. But when it's unexpected, I remember waking up and running into Monkey on my way to breakfast and we were both like, we're going to go get Shaver, right? And he was like, yes, we're going to hook the trailer up and go get Shaver. Uh, I remember that very clearly. I, it's, it's wild that you remember that from the camper side.
1: Yeah, I was sleeping under a table where the breakfast was served. And this past summer, when my cabin was on Shaver, the Lions Girls, it rained again. So,
0: but but now you don't have to sleep under a table. We have like tents. There's
1: tents now. Yeah,
0: (laughs) for that exact purpose. We we literally bought those after the rainstorm you're describing from when you were a camper. Um, and before that, I I I guess we just it didn't rain on Shaver, and so we hadn't had to deal with it. So you're a second-generation camper because your dad – well, you were a second-generation camper. Now you're a second-generation staff member because your dad also worked for camp. And he worked back in the day with Manny Veazey, which is, I think, kind of cool because Manny is a fairly mythical figure in my brain, (laughs) at least. What's it like to work at the same place your dad worked? And it's not like you guys both worked at the same restaurant. You work at a place that's fairly unique. What's that like?
1: It's really special. I grew up knowing that I was going to go to Gold Arrow and that I wanted to be a staff member because my family has a cabin on the other side of the lake right by where everyone sails to Willow. Sure. So my first lunch at GAC was when I was six months old with (laughs) Coach Ken Baker. (laughs) And it's just really special. We. Talk to each other about the different stories we have because he was also a group counselor and we have some similar aspects of what we remember, but the stories kind of stay the same. And the fact that he made really great friends that he still stays in touch with and he remembers almost all of his campers that he's had.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about change at the beginning of this, and for all of the change, the core of the thing. Like, the relationships with people and that experience at camp, that hasn't changed.
1: No, it hasn't. And then every single summer, there's at least one past staff member that my dad knows that heads back up to Huntington Lake (laughs) to reminisce, to try to see some people. And it turns into a group of six to eight past counselors just renting a pontoon boat on the lake and reminiscing.
0: That's that's outstanding. <laughs> and the best thing about that for me is that'll be you in 20 years. Like you'll do the okay. exact same thing, I would assume.
1: <laughs> yes, we are on a race to see who can get their actual legitimate tenure jacket. <laughs> <laughs> right now we're tied at are you really? eight official years. Now he's gonna like,
0: <laughs> so now I need to keep an eye open for his application because he's going to look to sneak a couple years in here. I can see. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I have to stress the word official because... I may or may not have a little. It,
0: it, listen, there, was, there were clerical errors were made. Uh, and we may have awarded you a couple of years that you didn't actually experience. But uh, I
1: verbally committed to
0: two more. Yeah. Listen, we might have awarded you an eight-year jacket, and that's okay. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> what do you think, because you're a longtime camper and a longtime staff member, and you obviously have this connection from before your birth even to Gold Arrow, now that you've reached kind of that mythical adulthood and you have a job and you're out there living a life kind of post-school looking back, what's the lasting impact of camp on your life? Do you think?
1: Hmm. The fact that you just brought up I'm an adult now is very scary,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I think what matters most to me about what camp taught me is to make the most out of every situation. Yeah. And take everything with a positive attitude because if you it's a choice, like you can either focus on the negative part of a situation or you could focus on the positive and work through it and come out on top and just be a great person.
0: And I think you know just to tie it back to what we talked about at the beginning this memory of waking up on the island and it's raining and we had to pick you guys up early because it was a torrential rain. And I'll never forget driving down with the vans and the truck to get you guys in your bags. And as the boats came to the dock in still like pouring rain, you guys were like singing and laughing. And it really was this idea that, listen, you can be miserable right now, but it's not going to change the rain. So we might as well have some fun. Yeah. And, and I think that's a lesson well taken. We were talking here in the office about what do you need to let people know when they're coming to work at camp the first time? And we were talking about one of the things that you really need to prepare people for is that camp is an almost unnaturally positive place. <laughs> because sometimes people come to work for us and they, you can tell them, hey, that's a positive, upbeat place. But until you experience that, that overwhelming positivity... People don't get it.
1: Yeah, as a camper, I'll never forget that feeling of walking down the hill and just seeing everyone screaming and cheering and just all the smiles. And that's probably the best way to welcome someone to camp. The staff gets that welcome when they're coming down on the first day of training week or tweak. And it's awesome that the kids get it. Everyone gets that feeling when they first step foot onto camp.
0: Yeah, I... Even today, when I go up to like greet buses at the top and I come down with campers, and so like I'm with the first couple of campers and we're walking down the road, I get a chill coming down into like the cheering counselors, and I literally came the other direction through them four yeah. minutes earlier to go meet the bus. So it really is an incredible thing, I think.
1: Then to kind of tie back to the shaver rain, I just remember the counselor side of it this past year. I was sitting there and all the campers got hot chocolate that morning. It was just awesome. And I was kind of telling them my part of it. hey, I've been through the situation. I was exactly in this position and it may not seem like it now, but you're going to be telling this story when you're 24 working at Gold (laughs) Arrow on the podcast.
0: (laughs) It is. It's one of those things that, I think it connects us generation to generation because now that means realistically there are three generations of people who have at least experienced your experience because I experienced it from the staff side when you were a camper. You experienced it as a camper. And now because you, like so many other people, come back, you've been able to share that experience with your campers, which I think is a really cool full circle kind of moment.
1: Oh, yeah. My dad always said that he was very jealous whenever I was up at camp and we got that hundred year storm where it rained and rained. <laughs> right. He was so jealous of it. And as a camper, I didn't understand. But now from the counselor side of it, it gave all of us a better chance to bond over something that absolutely. happened to it.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. All right, Dobby. It's time for the speed round. Five questions we ask. Absolutely. Everybody comes on the podcast. Here they go. Dobby, what's your favorite camp song?
1: Hmm. Probably the Moose song.
0: That is a huge popular choice. <laughs> favorite item on the salad bar?
1: You know, I'm going to have to go with croutons.
0: <laughs> you know, they're always there, and I don't blame you. People love the croutons. Favorite lip balm flavor?
1: Probably banana banner oh. or berry quad.
0: Okay, so either banner banana or quad berry. Quadberry is kind yeah. of a throwback oh. flavor, but a classic. People love it. Around the campfire at night, mallows or popcorn?
1: I got to go with mallows.
0: Solid choice. And finally, Dobby, what's your real name? <gasps> oh, no. We're all out of time. We'll have to get Dobby back on the podcast till there's her real name. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Dobby.
1: Thank you for having me, Soy.
0: In a world with far too much seriousness... Far too much drama. We bring you something different. The joke of the cast. Do you guys know what they call a group of killer whales that have learned to play instruments together? An orchestra. Ha <laughs> Today's Gakspiration is one that I think we can all take to heart. In fact, I don't think it's just a Gakspiration. I also think it could be a great friendship tip as well. And it's this idea that your words of encouragement could be the spark that pushes a person forward. So go out. Encourage somebody. Well, friends, that does it. We've spent this time together yet again another episode of Of the gold arrow camp podcast is in the books and in your brain so thankful that you join us here on the show every week i really appreciate that if you like the show subscribe to it share it with a friend rate us and review us on itunes or spotify wherever you get this podcast we're in all of the major podcast locations huge thanks to dobby for agreeing to be on the show Had to reschedule it a couple times, and it was all my fault. She was super flexible, and she had great stories to tell as well. As always, I'm Soy, and I'll save a marshmallow for you.